Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. She's gonna ask us something on Edgar Allan Poe. I know it. I just know that any moment now. She's gonna call on me and ask me something I don't know. On Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan, American poet. You guys listen to Serial? I'm not. I don't know much about Serial. What is Serial? I've started to hear It's just a murder mystery. It's like ending, right? Or ended? It's it's going to end. It just ended. Or it's going to end Thursday, I think. Thursday's the last uh, episode. I'm catching up. I'm still way behind. I'm only like in the middle of four. But it's, you know, if you like This American Life, it's very much like a a supersized This American Life episode. How many are there total? Twelve episodes. That's... And about how long each? About 40 minutes. Oh. Is yeah, that on uh, Netflix? Or? No, it's a audio cast. It's a podcast. Oh, okay. You can find it anywhere. There's they got their own dedicated website. I've been listening oh, okay. to it through my phone. I know there's a lot of buzz on it. So yeah. I assume it it's became great. the most quickly downloaded, most quickly podcast to, to most quickly reach 5 million downloads. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. It's worth a listen. Because I was getting curious, but now you've kind of put it over the top. It's I got to check yeah. it out. It's one of the, and it's one of those things too. Exactly, it's it's totally of the of the cultural zeitgeist right now. So you gotta gotta get cool with the cool kids. <laughs> Listen to the serial. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two sixty seven. I am Master Torgo. Right up your butt. Eighties Jeff and Andy will probably join us in a little bit. We're maybe. talking week and geek, maybe. Uh, so, gentlemen, what'd you do this week? What's uh, what you want to get off your geeky chest? Oh, well. Um Ascension started last night. The three-part Sci-Fi yes. Channel miniseries. Yes, they're they're big salvo back into sci-fi. Yes. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I liked the premise. Okay. Uh, about halfway through the episode, I had a theory, which was later on confirmed in that very first episode. First episode's about an hour and a half long. Okay. Um. So you're complaining I don't, that it's... I don't want to spoil it. Sure, of course not. But there were certain pieces that led me down a path that go, oh, no, don't do not do this. Don't do it. Yeah, God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. That's not the reaction you want for your, no. your miniseries. I mean, <laughs> it's... I would just say there are two separate stories going on here. The story with the, the space crew and all of that is very interesting very fascinating, especially from a historical perspective of the, you know, somebody who has studied a lot about our space program, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the, you know, decades. That's your bag. And then the other part is just completely unnecessary. Okay. I'm, now, do I remember right that this is based on a novel? I believe so. Okay. Something like that. Uh, so, yeah. Not having read the novel, um, I will just say for me, the 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 two key elements of the story. The second element was far too predictable, um, and I was hoping that that's not the path they were going to take down. I'm like, no, don't do that. That's too, that's too cliched. It's too, it's too predictable. And you did it. You really did it. So, so anyway, there's what six hours left <clears throat> then. If it's an hour and a half, uh, the first episode, I believe so. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how long tonight's episode is. I think two hours is tonight, and I think there's two more hours tomorrow oh. night. It's a three night event. It said a three night event, so just under six hours for the whole story. Yes, so it could turn itself around. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, like actually on the DVR, it was an hour and a half last night because they had the limited commercial interruption thing. Okay, so okay, so it's probably an hour and a half. So yeah, sure. hour and a half, and then the second episode is listed as two hours with full commercial. Probably, probably yeah. with full commercial <laughs> interruption. And then the second thing was I finished Grace Point. Grace Point finished on last Thursday. That was the BBC show that transferred yes. to American. Uh, Bridgewater shows. was the uh, the original series, uh, which no. apparently is available. Not Bridgewater. Uh, Something else. Bri- uh, I watched the first one. Oh yeah, because it's on Netflix the BBC now. One is, yeah, yeah, I saw the BBC one, and that's good. Bridgeport, Bridgeport. Bridgeport sorry, yeah. not uh, not Bridgewater. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Uh, so Bridgeport was the original, and you could clearly hate the soda you are drinking right now. It's kind of gross. Uh, what is what, it? What is um, it? Is the, the original chocolate chip cookie dough bites soda. Gross. Mm. Come on, dude. You know better than that shit. <laughs> I wanted to give it a What's shot. What's the other one? The other one, I brought I brought this Fireman's Brew black cherry soda. So That sounds good. Because I didn't trust this one. You're right to not. Yeah. It looks like it's gone south, man. No, it's the... That's, I think that's, that's the way it looks. I think it's supposed to be clear like that. Yeah. That's gross. Don't trust could've, clear Could have been worse. Could have had chocolate so did chips you, in it. So did you like it? See, uh, as far as like a murder mystery, mm-hmm. I, I liked what they did with the show. Yeah. Um, I understand a lot of the complaints because it is a very, you know, it is a 10 episode limited series. So mm-hmm. everything has to occur within those 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. And the average audience these days does not have the patience for something that is a slow burner, you know, where you're you're introducing all these characters and you're introducing the fact that each one of them is the potential to be the the perpetrator of this crime. Mm-hmm. And they to their credit, they do not reveal who it is until the very final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, though you have like a short very by the, the by the second to last episode you have a very short list of suspects. Mm-hmm. Um and then they pull this little twist at the end, which, you know, once once the, the killer was revealed, it to me, it wasn't much of a twist. But, uh, you know, um, as far as murder mysteries goes, I did uh, mysteries go. I did like it. Um, I guess they're not going to do another one. There was speculation they might do an, a second series because uh, Bridgeport, I think, has like two series online. I mean, there's the original that this one's based off of and then there's like a follow-up one. It's not one. on yet. I don't think it's on Netflix and whatnot. No, yet. no. I meant like, you know, they just but put the first there, yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I really like Bridgeport, but um, I tried to watch a little bit of the, the the one, the American version. The Grace Point. And I was like, oh boy, it's awful. Tenet's just struggling with this weird accent shit. And um, just... The other people, in the, I mean, once you get spoiled, I mean, of course, it's, you know, it's like watching the first Doctor Who, whoever you see, that's your favorite Doctor Who. But do you think that's part of why you didn't like it as much? No, just because it just, it's just Americanized and dumb. Just, just stripped down to a stupid yeah. level? Yeah. Okay. There was some stripped down stuff. I didn't watch a ton of it. I watched a, a few minutes of it, but I'd already seen it, too. So, I mean, I knew it was coming, so. Yeah, but I enjoyed the hell out of the uh, BBC one. That's really kind of the difference, isn't it? And BBC doesn't seem to talk down to their audience like American television. Precisely. Does. Precisely, man. Well, Netflix is fixing it a little bit. That's true. Uh, Do you watch Marco Polo yet? I haven't. Uh, I assume you started the The Asian titty uh spectacular, as I saw it was called online. Hey, man. <laughs> It's all right. I'll take some of that classic HBO action. That's it's all right. right. It's exactly. It's 
it's not HBO quality. It's not quite there. You can still see them struggling to find their voice. But, uh, and it doesn't have the comedy pull that, uh, like with Orange is the New Black, that lets some stuff get a little bit looser. It's not funny. Not funny at all. But it's 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 beautifully shot. It's pretty well costumed. Would you say it's too heavy? <coughs> mm, I don't know. I'm doing my traditional watch it as I fall asleep style. So <laughs> I've caught about two episodes. I've seen five. I've watched about two. Um, it's solid. It's 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 interesting stuff. Okay, yeah. I'm just curious as how do you how you can retain anything as you're starting to fall asleep. I I miss a chunk and I had to go back and watch the whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> It takes you about three nights to watch an episode, would you say? Yeah, if that. Unless I get really solid and decide to watch one. Because <laughs> I woke up this morning. I spent all day in bed today. I just, I Hey, that's out. all right. It was a, it's a gloomy day. It started to rain pretty heavy on our end of town just as I was heading out over to here. And that's what took me a little bit of extra time. I know it was supposed to rain later on tonight. It's so raining. It hit you first, huh? Yep. And um, so, I don't. There you go. Sounds like that's Andy. Andy's on us. the way. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I was just in bed with the dogs, chilling all day, and then I'd finally woke up to watch one solid episode. I mean, I watched the first episode, liked it okay. Uh, I think I've watched the first three episodes. Yeah. Okay. It's and all right. What twelve? Ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. All right. So I can't. I can't do that with TV shows because unless it's something I've already seen. Like, I can fall asleep watching something I've already seen, and I, I do occasionally, if I'm super tired, mm-hmm. doze off during something that I, you know, want to be watching. But usually, I'm so, my brain is so actively engaged in watching something yeah. that, especially, it, like, if I catch something before I'm going to bed that I like or, you know, that I, you know, I find intriguing, I can't go to sleep because I'm like, I'm, right. I'm so actively engaged right. with the... It doesn't grab you that hard. No. No. It's not that compelling. Okay. It's okay. It's just not like, oh, edge of my seat. What's right. going to happen? Oh, right. is he going to fall in love with the girl he shouldn't fall in love with? Sure fucking enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so... There's some real Form, like... Little formulaic. Oh, boy. There's some stuff where it's kind of like... Yeah, bleh. Yeah, bleh. Sometimes I just want to take some of these scripts and go, it's like, okay, you've thrown every cliche and every formulaic piece of television into this. Why don't you flip it on its head, you know? You know, just do something a little different, you know? It's make it seem like you're going one direction and then do a 180, something. It's do got something some cool different. stuff. I mean, like like a spoiler, I got only on the, like the couple episodes <laughs> down, but like uh the Kublai and his brother are in a fight and they have a fight in the middle of a field. And that's pretty cool. So that's a good fight. That was a good. That was a, that was a kind of a that was kind of just a cool little good fight. Good night. Kind of a cool little fight. It's all right. I don't know. There's there's one really great character called Hundred Eyes, who's a blind uh, kung fu master who's training Marco Polo to be a kung fu fighter. And it's very Matrix. It's very Matrix. <laughs> it's so Matrix. It's it's like like on the nose. Matrixy, but he's cool. He's got hundred eyes, man. Well, it's all right. It's interesting. He had a he had a really interesting little speech explaining kung fu and how it means you know, <laughs> it means great skill. And, and he's like you know, 
anyone can have kung fu. The teacher can have kung fu. The the man who writes calligraphy can have kung fu. The the janitor who sweeps the steps can have kung fu. If you have great skill at your at your work, if you've worked until you can work no no more, and you know it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Which which was the fighting game that had the blind um, character that you could play? There's one in Mortal Kombat. No, no. Blind Kenichi. I remember him. Yeah. Okay, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking more like um, uh, earlier. I'm just totally blanking out on the name of the game. You got me. Blind fighters? <laughs> no. I'll probably remember it when it's least important now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that Handicapital Punishment. Handicapital Punishment. <laughs> that was a good one. It was a great fighter. Tough to yeah. beat, too. Very hard to beat. But excellent parking. <laughs> excellent parking. <laughs> Handicapital Punishment. Well, I finished Wolf Among Us, Telltale's serialized oh, fables yeah. story yes. game. And did it engage you all the way through? It really did. When I was done with it, the first part of my head was like, that's one of the best TV shows I've seen in a long time. <laughs> right. And the fact that I got to guide the character through to the ending that I deserved, great. And I want to play it again so I can make new choices and have a whole different uh, feel to the story. So... So congratulations, Telltale. Another one you've you've made a fan for life. Did you grab the Game of Thrones one yet? No, I haven't. And I don't think I will until they do the complete release. Okay, yeah. I, I think that's one of the things I like. I'm with you there. I, I do like to take a little time in between sure, episodes. But, but not a month. But not a month, mm-hmm. exactly. I got you. A so day's it, good mm-hmm. for me. So it wasn't the ending you needed, but it was the ending you deserved? That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And... Kept you guessing all the way through. It's it's really good at keeping its mystery at bay. So, yeah, if you like a good classic noir with a strong hint of fantasy to it, it's it's a brilliant story. And we expect Andy any moment. Yes. So anything else you want to bring up? Otherwise, I'm going to news you don't give a shit about. Yeah, I'm get too geeky this week. I've been playing the shit out of uh, Sniper Elite 3. Sniper Elite 3. Mm-hmm. Are you playing as Frosty the Hitman? Nope. <laughs> I wish. That's the mod. You played Sniper Elite series? I think I played the last one, but I wasn't too impressed by it. Was it 4, I think, was the last one? 2. Then I must You're playing been. a different game. Sniper Elite's good. It's a solid game, man. It's like the best sniping mm. game out there. When everything goes into slow-mo... It shows their heads exploding when you get them. Okay, in a I did headshot. play that one, and you're right. That part is pretty solid, but I I, I just didn't take didn't it. Didn't grab you? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I really like that, it. I uh, the the standee, the arcade sniper game there for a while. That was pretty cool. Silent Scope? That was a neat gimmick. Scope. Yeah. Because it, it took me a while to figure out if I used the big screen, and then, you know, as soon as I got in the general vicinity of where, then used the scope the scope screen. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. I liked that. That was smart thoughts. If didn't, you like that, I think you'd like Sniper Elite. It's didn't, a better interface. Didn't work too well on the home systems though, because no. the like <laughs> the, the, you one, needed the gimmick. Well, one had the gimmick like when you when you put your eye up to the scope, it was supposed to change the like you were still looking through at your monitor, but it was supposed to like turn your monitor from the the wide to the close up, and so that you're like looking through the scope and you're seeing what you would see through the scope, but it never worked that well <laughs> not as well as the arcade version no, but. i had that scope it was a 
No. Was it was it garbage? Did not work well. Yeah. Well. I believe I sold that. It's one of the few peripherals I've sold. I usually hold on to peripherals just for their weirdness of you know factor. Right. Got some weird game peripherals. And fact check Andy tiptoeing his way Tip-toe. into the room. Through the tulips. Your mic is already checked, sir, so just turn it on and go to town. No, you have to turn it on for the flip the... There you <laughs> turn go. Turn it on. There it is. Yeah, it's been so long since I've turned anything on. That, that, uh, <laughs> what are you up to, man? Uh, I just had a school function I had to come from. So. Oh, nice. All right. I'm yeah. here. It's that whole I'm parent thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm fact checked Andy. I love it. So I'm just going to go into news you don't give a shit about. Oh, Yay. real, real See, quick. I here, sure. Said that. Uh, we've been uh, we've been getting a few more sales of Christmas puss. Yeah, I heard you mention it on the, on the cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. You even mentioned I wrote it. I, I drew it. That's great. Right. And uh, <laughs> well, not only that, um, I think uh, PJ put up a little note because he'd seen some of the posts from some of the ice cream scoops. I've seen some Facebook posts. It's nice yeah, to see. it's pretty great. I think he's going to have to print some more. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Better. Cool. You need to start writing uh, the turkey one. <laughs> I, d- I should make shirky for next year. Well, you know, and they're evergreen properties. That's the trick. Yeah. Time up to a holiday. and That's you right. <laughs> You'll be selling shirky and Christmas puss until we're old and gray. <laughs> so now. So, yeah. Tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> At a dollar profit per, right? Woo! <laughs> Clean it up, baby. Clean it up. I did it for the children. Christmas puss is for the children. <laughs> for the children. Yeah. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Uh, recently, Russian art group Zvecheny announced their plans to construct a replica of the Eye of Sauron from the Lord of the Rings film trilogy and mount it on a Russian skyscraper as a celebration of the upcoming release of The Hobbit, uh, The Battle of the Five Armies. The group would have unveiled their recreation of Sauron's fiery eye on December 11th, but no one saw it after a public outcry objecting to the display some of it from the Russian Orthodox Church. According to Entertainment Weekly, the church objected because they considered the display to be a demonic symbol. Quote, uh. quote, such a symbol of the triumph of evil is rising up over the city, becoming practically the highest object in the city, said Svev uh, Alad, chaplain, head of the public affairs for the Russian Orthodox Church. Is that good is, or bad? I'm afraid it's more likely bad. Just don't be surprised later if something goes wrong with the city, unquote. Right. Remember before the Berlin, Berlin Wall fell and religion was illegal? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but they have a point. It is a giant symbol of evil. I mean, you know, they're not wrong. <laughs> but it's but not as giant a symbol as Putin. Oh! oh! Well, I mean, <laughs> Putin we're, doesn't under, want the we're under observation <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's, yeah. And I, I think, the one thing I think is people would be like, oh, wait. That thing's legit. <laughs> we don't even need that thing. It's happening. Russian news agency RIA Novosti also reported that Moscow City Hall already planned to take the display down if this Venchenny unveiled it. In response, the group announced it no longer planned to go ahead with the project that the Eye of Sauron display was always intended as a fan celebration and had, quote, no religious or political subtext, unquote. Unless you happen to be a worshiper of Sauron, then it's got lots of religious uh, kind yeah. of... I just, I, I just love all the implications of this story. The, the fact they couldn't put the art up because of religious reasons, and the fact that it's Putin's Russia. Yeah, <laughs> pretty dumb. Yep, yep, yep. 
He just, yeah. didn't, he just didn't want the competition as yeah, all. They've probably put 30 of them up in, in, you know, in, in America. We haven't even noticed. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we notice in America is when people put up um, neon signs of the Moonanites. <laughs> oh, yes. Promoting, and think that <laughs> promoting they're Aqua Teen. Yeah, all, exactly. All over Boston. <laughs> I had to call my brother and say, you didn't have anything to do with this, did you? <laughs> Were they doing it as hard as they could possibly do it? They were. No. <laughs> I'm doing it harder than I ever have before. You know, this, I mean, we're, this is the Vegas specific, but, you know, maybe 10 or 12 years ago now, probably no, probably 15 years ago, there was a big to-do about uh, the if, no ifs, and, or buts billboard from uh, oh, yeah. Riviera, Crazy Girls. Crazy Girls. It was yeah. a lineup of ladies, arm-in-arm, yeah. cheeks out. In yeah. thongs, if I remember right. In thongs, yeah. yes. In but thongs. This is Vegas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, yeah. And, and it was at the strip. It wasn't like it was down in the neighborhoods. Right. No. Right. So. And now there's pervasive underboob on almost every single billboard in this town. <laughs> it really is. It's. We are the land of underboob. Well, and I mean, and then they had that statue from Crazy Girls out in front of the Riviera Forever that was that lineup. It's still there. It's, oh, there. it's still yeah. there. I haven't been out in front of it in a while, but I mean, which it's one's like, the dude? <laughs> That's the constant that one of the rumors, rumor. right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, the second one from the right, if I remember correctly. Second one from the right, guys. It's Check the it shi- out. It's the shiniest one where the people have touched it the most. Mm-hmm. That's right. News you don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Paramount Pictures is looking to hire one of these five directors to direct Star Trek III. Uh, Rupert, uh, Rupert Wyatt, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Morton Tildum, who did The Imitation Game, Daniel Espinoza, who did Safe House, and Justin Lin, who did Fast and Furious. They originally had Duncan Jones, who did Moon and is doing Warcraft, but it looks like he's already dropped out of consideration. Uh, as we he stated just voluntarily week, was like, fuck this dumb shit? Pretty much. He's like, I want to do my own things. I don't want to be saddled to other people's visions. Uh, as we stated last week, uh, Roberto Orsi is no longer attached uh, one of the reasons, according to Badass Digest, was because the studio wanted Star Trek III to be more like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Orsi wasn't on board with the idea, so he walked. The site reports that Orsi quit, quote, because Paramount's notes on his script were untenable, and other and the other was that Paramount shut the picture down a month ago and spent time talking to other filmmakers before officially talking, taking Orsi off the project, unquote. Uh, Edgar Wright was apparently offered the opportunity to direct the movie, but his experience with Marvel and Ant-Man may have affected his decision, and he turned it down. As for Guardians of the Galaxy being the reason why Orsi quit, the site says, quote, That's the movie that has a bug up Paramount's ass, and they want Star Trek III to feel more like Guardians. This comes on the heels of the first two movies being respectable, solid earners, but not the kind of home run Paramount needs. They want the third film to be huge, and they want it to be huge overseas especially. They look at Rocket and Groot, and they look at uh, uh, Keenzer, that's the small alien with the silver beady eyes, and they wonder, why doesn't he have more of a role? Unquote. Yeah, so that's why it's a news you don't give a shit about. Yeah. You know what it needs? Space whales. It's (laughs) interesting, because Orsi is still... A producer on the project. In fact, uh, oh, he all, all, it, several it, of the interviews I've read post him being removed as director is he and the other producers are the ones that are interviewing people to be the replacement for him. So he's still involved in that process. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't turn it down. 
Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's it's wow, it's such a a mess right now. Marvel's success is killing everything else. It's weird, isn't it? Well, it's the fact that Marvel's success they they get it wrong about why it's a success. They think it's the whole yeah tying all the movies together made it success. It was no. the scripts. <laughs> it's well, it's it's not and it's not even it goes beyond the scripts. It's the people that they hire. Yeah. You know, they they said themselves that you know we're making movies that we would want to see as comic book fans. So. Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy, even to its older comic book version, is a tripped out, wacky version of cosmic Marvel. Yeah, right. right. Star Trek is none of that. No, no. never has been. Probably no. never should be. Um, nope. As good as Guardians is, it's just okay. Oh, I'll disagree with you on that. But yeah, it's a really good film, but it's not like it, oh, I really enjoyed that movie. But I'll reiterate. It is straight from the Save the Cat the book. The formulaic stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. There, they, there is nothing new in that movie mm-hmm. except the colors and the bells and whistles Just, and, the, and the overall character yeah, of the movie. The second time I watched it, it did not, it was not as strong. I will, I've seen it three times now. Um, and I tell you, every time I find myself with the time that I could go see a movie, I think to myself, I wonder if Guardians of the Galaxy is still playing. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. No, I really, I really <laughs> dug it. It's good. That's there. It's it's a lot. It's, I think what people really gravitated to is it brought a lot of fun. That's it. That's Back the, into yeah. these kind of movies. Yeah. But Star Trek ain't fun, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's had its fun episodes, but the movies, at least the more fun-ish ones, I gotta take that back, actually. Star Trek 4 did really well. <laughs> that's most, a funnish one. That's well, the most popular one. Well, box four office was wise, fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Four. Four, four well, that's definitely. because it spoke to so many people that weren't Trek yeah, fans. That's yeah. the, and that was the reason that it did so well. And yes, I'm it, sure it, that's what Paramount Pictures wants for this next movie. And that was one where they were actually playing with their image themselves. They were playing with their. They were playing with the. the uh, it's a satire. Established rules. Yeah, exactly. It's a satire. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So yeah, who knows what's going to happen now? So. Uh, stay tuned to news you don't give a shit about for more news about Star Trek 3 as it comes out. Eh. Uh, before I do get into news, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the whole Sony hack aspect. Uh, there's As we get closer to Christmas, we don't get a lot of news reveals. Mm-hmm. And so the news tends to get pretty sparse. Right. Um, I'm how, aware of this syndrome. I am not. I'm sure you do professionally, <laughs> sir. Um but I'm not comfortable with bringing the Sony hack stuff to our show as news. One, because it's not news. It's all emails to each other about possibilities. So it's all rumory stuff that probably will never see the light of day. Like, yep. the, like the Spider-Man being in, uh, uh, well, the negotiations breaking down between... That sort Par- of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, Marvel that, and that Sony. That happened, but, but again, it's not news. Right. How about There's the nothing. lawsuit? Do you think that's news? Uh for our show, no, that's yeah. that's, that's news for CBS. For the, yeah, exactly. But uh, the other half is that I don't want to do evil people's work for them. Good for you. So that's the real reason I don't want to bring it up is, one, it's not news. Two, it's uh, terrorist assholes yeah. at this point yeah. with the threatening of movie theaters. Sure. So I don't want to help so them. So you're sticking with the don't do evil. You should make that like the company model. Um, that's, that's Geek Shock, don't do evil. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. official now. So that being said, Weekend Geek! Uh, there it goes, out the window. Stony Hacks! <laughs> 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 
Sega has tapped former Break Media executive Evan Cholfin to head up til- film, TV, and digital entertainment for I'd Sega tap properties. Evan Cholfin. I know you would. It's yeah, Sega. I'd tap him. Sega. <laughs> Some of the. Some of the first games being targeted for development include new and old classics like Altered Beast, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, Shinobi, Rise of Nightmares. I don't think we've left the last uh, news I'll give a shit about yet. Golden Axe, Virtua Fighter. The whole plan is still in its infancy, but it sounds like Sega is serious about doing a whole lot more than games with some of the brand names sitting in the vault. Can you think of any of these that would make uh, good movies, TV shows? Well, perhaps animated shows. You know, they try with... Taxi stuff that people have always tried to do. Taxis stuff as shows. You got taxi. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that was worked. That did work. Uh, so now you got crazy taxi. Got, I would. Then you got DC, ten years later. You got DC cab. That worked. You nah. No, it really didn't work. Then either. you got then you got taxi. With, oh, the with Queen, Queen Latifah, Latifah yeah. and uh, that also, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. It also didn't work, did it? No, no, no. that was god awful. No, I would. You pick. could do it. But it's got to be just frenetic, nonstop cab driving. I can name. Don't get into the talking about. Oh, I got to make some money for my family. Just drive like a fucking maniac. If you do basically the last half hour of the Blues Brothers as a full two hour and a half movie, <laughs> right. you can do Crazy Taxi. Well, what but that's about it. Collateral with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, the Michael Mann film. Mm-hmm. That was a Taxi. Jamie involved. Fox. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jamie Fox was a cab oh, yeah. driver in it. Yeah. Most most of the film takes place in that taxi. There's a little of with that. those two. Yeah. I can name three successful movies where there was a taxi driving in in the kind of taxi driving that you'd need for the crazy taxi movie to be successful. Okay. Um Heavy Metal. Okay. The, heavy Metal the animated movie? Yeah, the the Harry uh what's his name? The, 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 cab the guy who drives the intergalactic cab. Uh, yeah, I was gonna flying say that cab. Was, well, no, flying small. cab. It's yeah. a space cab. Yeah. And I've other- got you where you need to go. I wear a cabbie hat. I'll bet you that's what they do with this, too. Sure. Who They'll the fuck space knows? Taxi. Yeah. And the other one with the space taxi is uh, um, uh, Life Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fifth Element. Yeah. Sure. And the other successful taxi movie was uh, Taxi Driver. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to go that way. Hot crazy taxi. Taxi. action, yeah. I would love yeah. it. Sega went you that talking direction. To me? Be- BD yeah. Joe is like, yeah. I'll fucking murder you. <laughs> I'll kill you, you whore. I would love to take a crack, like you're saying, like, like uh, Blues Brothers. I would love to take a crack at writing the script for a crazy taxi movie that was just over the top, insane, you know, driving like a lunatic, jumping through, uh, jumping over. Uh, I don't understand why. Uh, Sega Bass Fishing is not on there. <laughs> yeah, that is the superior game. I interviewed a guy last year who won a bass trip, a bass fishing tournament online. Oh, okay. Online, <laughs> yes. He won an online bass fishing tournament. <laughs> this nerd stuff goes niche, my friend. Oh, what yeah. was he like? What was he like? He was a pleasant enough guy. He has his own business on Boulder Highway, selling outdoor Fish. furniture or something. Oh. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Love it, but yeah, he's got he's got he's got a, his own business. So he has a lot of time sitting around waiting for customers to come in. So he's bass fishing all day. And he, what were the other games? Uh, Altered Beast, uh, Streets of Rage, uh, Shinobi could work if they did like an old school. What about up? that? What about the crazy that crazy uh, pseudo Russian one with the guy uh, Strider? Is that it? No, Karnov. That's an old DC Konami. That was a Konami. No, 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 no. The one where the, the guy is like running around. He has like a robot oh, hawk. East. A robot cock. Ro- robot hawk. Hawk. And oh, uh, Strider. Oh, Strider. Yeah. I said that. That's what yeah. I said. I did say that. Okay. Okay. 
Is that Capcom that runs Strider? Mm, Strider's a Konami one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Because I'd love to see that movie. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, and you know, Virtua Fighter, that's uh, that's ripe for awful. I don't understand any of me. Like, the Street Fighter one. I, mean, I don't understand how you make movies out of those things. They made two of them with Street Fighter, right? Only the one. Well, no, they just made a new one. Oh, the uh, Chun Li. The one? Legend of Chun Li. No, was... that one was supposed to be horrible. Okay, so they made three, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you count Legend of Chun Li as a fucking Street Fighter movie, tenuous was, as that is, it was not great. No shit. <laughs> no shit. You got Lana, You're overselling it, sir. Lana Lang in there, dinging it up with her bullshit. <laughs> Boo earns. Um, what's the new one? It's called Legacy or something. This I don't know about. It's a live action, but it's very much it's they try and be pretty true to the characters and it's, you know, fighting scenes and now, is this a Ken versus online Ryu. thing? Is this a it is movie? that on DVD? Okay. You can find it online too. I think it's called Street Fighter L- Legacy. I can't remember what it's called. But okay. Akuma's in it. Akuma Matata? Akuma Matata. Yeah. What a wonderful phrase. Akuma Matata. I'll kick Ain't you in no the face. Craze. <laughs> It means devil. I, I don't and that's know. Where that's, that's where that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it means. And here's where we find out if uh, if uh, Captain Ludd is still listening. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to see if uh, I th- Altered Beasts, that could be kind of cool. But again, you can't. Not be- what's in the game. You'd have to expand it into something that it shouldn't have been anyway. Altered Beast would be a movie without Altered Beast. No. Alter B should be day to day life, kids at high school, and all of a sudden these orbs start falling, and they start catching these orbs and turning into monsters. And it's just a big fucking monster fight. And then the other kids realize we got to catch more orbs to be bigger monsters. Yeah, not I'm not sold. That's how it goes, though. That's Altered I Beast. It's Altered Sorry, Beast. Sorry, I can't remember who did what. Joust? Is that? Is that? No, no. God damn it. <laughs> that's I'm never going to get my Joust movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not that's, that's been in talks. That has existed in that's talks. That's in talks, man. Yeah. That could be cool, man. Might, Nights, on, Nights on Ostriches. That's a fucking visual, dude. Yeah. It's good stuff. Only- and it's so nebulous that you could actually construct a story around it. Oh, man, I started talking to people who didn't know what Joust was. I'm just like, how fucking old am I? It hurts. It's breaking my mind. It's breaking my mind. How do you not know about Joust? Joust! Oh, in no. There's, in there's, there's much more age. modern things than that. I talk to people they don't know about. Oh, oh God. Oh. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Here you go, Paul. Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. I think that's it. That is the... <laughs> is it a porno? It no, says, it oh, It says, own it now on DVD and Blu-ray. Just came out, and it's there's the Ken trailer. It's got Ryu on the front. Uh, it doesn't show the cover of it on this particular page. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It's got them fighting in the woods, though. Street Fighter, yeah. Street Fighter, Assassin's Fist. There you go. Assassin's, Assassin's Fist. Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best title. Not the best title, but hey, it's a Street Fighter movie. Mm. It can't be any worse than the last one. Mm. I know. I, I ran into people that didn't know that uh, Willy Wonka had been remade. They didn't realize that that was... Yeah. <sighs> they, know, they didn't even know. Oh, they, yeah. So, of there course, they go. don't know it was a book. There you go. There you go. There's okay, a great visual for you listeners out there. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, you were asking for the cover, and I, I was. found it. That's one of the covers with Akuma in the back. And there's that one. Aku- there's Akuma. There he is. There's Akuma. 
The solid debut of Disney's Star Wars Rebels has lured a few Star Wars movie alumni back to reprise their vocal talents in the animated fantasy space saga. Oh, really? First came James Earl Jones, who did Darth Vader, then Anthony Daniels. What? And more recently, Billy D. Williams, uh, Lando Calrissian, for a planned upcoming cameo. And now Frank Oz into the acclaimed mix Holy as he lends shit. his distinctive voice to the legendary Yoda character in a new episode titled Path of the Jedi. Man, that Disney money is making some shit happen. <laughs> it is. Fucking hey. <laughs> Uh, Dave Filoni, co-creator of Star Wars Rebels, explained that the uh, little green uh, Master of the Force won't physically appear in the series due to conflicting timelines and continuity within the story arcs. Here's what Filoni added in an interview with TV Guide. What's great about Frank, by keeping the voice very present and active, you do feel that it's a watchfulness that he's speaking to you from afar. And I didn't want anyone to think that he had left Dagobah, the planet where Yoda first trains Luke Skywalker. It was on the outer rim of what we do, and I think we were able to pull it off. Frank Oz provided the voice and acted as lead puppeteer for Yoda, starting with The Empire Strikes Back and continuing in those capacities through The Phantom Menace. Man, they're getting a lot of mileage out of a voice they weren't even supposed to use. (laughs) Yeah. It's Grover. (laughs) Some new details have surfaced regarding AMC's The Walking Dead companion series, known currently as Cobalt. Uh, TV lines reporting that AMC's companion series will be set in Los Angeles. The current series is set in Georgia. Adam Davidson will direct the pilot episode, and it starts shooting in early 2015. Hmm. So, Los Angeles for Cobalt. Okay. What a happy coincidence. It's a little easier. Probably, probably <laughs> the funny thing is that'll be shot in Canada. Right. <laughs> right. And not the dumbest shit. Well, they might shoot it in Georgia, too, because that's where the, the original series is shot. The whole series is night for day in Alaska. <laughs> well, oh, I, mean, yeah. I know the reason why they do it in, in Georgia, not be, beyond the fact that that's procreation. where the, Simple the, and plain the comic procreation. is set is the only because reason. of the, the Georgia film. Georgians. The Georgia film credits program. That's why a lot more productions are being shot uh, in Georgia Tax every year. Tax breaks will get movies in your town. Mm-hmm. Simple yep. as that. Yep. Well, fuck you, Las Vegas. We used all our, <laughs> all our we used all our tax breaks up on electric cars. Uh, no, we yeah. we had a great film incentive that got fucked out of its money for uh, what did they use it for? They shifted it over to some Tesla electric. Oh, was electric car? The electric car company. Yeah. Which great. It's not a bad thing. It's great for Northern Nevada, but. That company's fine. They yeah. don't need all that shit. Tesla, Tesla doesn't need it. We needed, we needed film jobs. That brings people to Vegas, and it also advertises Vegas whenever it's in a film. Yep, that so. was a stupid move. Yeah. Well, yeah, we somebody really got Yay, rich. legislature. Yeah, somebody got rich. Oh, God, it's They so still right claim now. that there's money left in that program. Uh, oh, they can suck that a dick. Program, they and can I'm like, suck no. A, <laughs> they can suck a weak dick. We Liars. really, I mean, we've got good shooting weather most of the year, except for the middle of the goddamn summer, which is... When they filmed Viva Las Vegas, they filmed that in July and August. They were still learning back then. I guess, yeah. But, I mean, we got great filming weather. We got, you know, all kinds of stuff that can be used as sets. We got crazy landscape. We got stuff you can do for westerns, sci-fi, whatever. It's all here. Just, you know, can't get people to make that, you know, six-hour trek. Right. <laughs> I still want to know what it is they were shooting at uh, at Caesar's Palace not long ago because Christian Bale was on property and... Fact, like, oh, that was the uh, that was the pickup shots for Exodus. Mm-hmm. That was the new that was the new yep. ending. Was, yep. <laughs> Look at what Caesar hath wrought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because they had him. We like, got rid of we got rid of the Egyptian kings. Now it's time to hit the Romans. <laughs> it's for the sequel. That's they had the, him, they that's had the after credits uh, bumper. It's it's been almost a year since that that shoot, but they had it was like winter ish time, so it was a little mm. cold. So like in between shots, they were hiding him in the, in our manager's office. There's a rumor <laughs> that he's uh, he's um, said he was super nice though. He's gonna be Batman again in the new Batman. That's gonna be that's for Batman. Huh. Because he's gonna, you know how he retired in the last Batman. Yeah, he's supposed to be like he's handing off the mantle to Ben Affleck in Las Vegas. They uh, made they meet up in Las Vegas. And Bruce Wayne, yes, Bruce Wayne, yes. Here you go. Okay. Please let that be the only. <laughs> okay. What's this cowl? It's, trust me. Go down to. Have you been in the basement of the house yet? No. Okay, you should go. You should really check it out. Here you go. I left a note on the fridge. There's a note on there. Go ahead, check it out. Unless don't, uh, Alfred might have put it somewhere, but it still should be there. Okay, cool, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you got it. Ladies and gentlemen, Batman has left the building. <laughs> Martin Campbell, the director behind films such as Casino Royale and Green Lantern, is set to direct another big screen comic book adaptation. It's an indie title called Sebastian X. The graphic novel was released in 2005, created by writer Michelangelo Lenev and drawn by Stuart Emonen. The screenplay for the film will be written by Bill Marsili, who did uh, Deja Vu. Story follows an elite cop who, quote, after a near-fatal injury, is implanted with the memories of the world's most notorious terrorist, Sebastian X, in order to infiltrate his group before the next attack, unquote. Not read the comic. I know nothing about it. But. That sounds like a terrible idea. So be it. Wow. You'd go evil. Probably does go evil. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that the same director directed, what were those two? It was uh, Casino Royale and Green Lantern, but in actuality, though, Green Lantern was directed by the executives of... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And it's so apparent. Those two movies have a very different uh, level of uh, quality. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw it. But Green Green Lantern... I heard it was so shit. It is not. It's not good. No. It really isn't. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm usually the one that can find something good to say about just about any movie, and there's it's bad. It's clear that there not was much potential there. there in a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. But if only it had been done well. <laughs> it, it seems like one of those movies that was still suffering from the 90s mentality of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of spawn in there. Mm. Yeah. It's a, and the costume was, was hideous. So that, I didn't I think it was so horrible, it was but a dumb choice. It's, it's just naked Ryan Reynolds is all it was. It's all veiny. Yeah, yeah it's like, like gross. sinews. Yeah. yeah, they didn't make need to make the change, but I wasn't so put off by it. Although I didn't care much for the lantern itself, though the recharging lantern. It's all dumb, dude. Yeah. They just, they just don't trust the they yeah. don't trust the source material. You know there's problems. It's like it's changing it just to change it. Hey, how about this cool thing? Stick him in his fucking hat and shit. You know what I mean? Stick him in his fucking wing hat with wing shoes and shit. That's Flash. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, what, that's what you should do. It should have been classic Flash. <laughs> you Stick want, him in his fucking you, pith you, helmet you want him and his the, wingy you, shoes and his and his and his red sweatshirt. And he's want, all, yeah, let's go. You want him in the big red sweatshirt with the giant cape. Yep. And you want him to be vulnerable to wood. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> that is that is I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd forgotten that for a minute, I, hadn't you? Trust me. <laughs> trust me. If the actor they get to play Flash is from Hollywood, he's vulnerable to wood. <laughs> oh. 
sweetie. <laughs> bing, bing. A boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Here comes the flash. A boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Here comes the flash. I'm really fast, boys. So watch out. Here comes the flash. <laughs> I just don't, fucked you and you didn't even know it. <laughs> don't put me wood in my way or I'll have to do something to take care of that wood. Ooh, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. Here comes the flash. This is part yeah. of cabaret I never saw. Yeah, that's a... Uh... I did this did I did think this did make me want to see an all superhero uh, drag show, <laughs> but then I realized that the uh, they're doing that uh, they're doing that superhero karaoke thing this uh, weekend, so that probably will be basically that. Who's doing what? Uh, Fatbeard, uh, Fatbeard, uh, you know Fatbeard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fatbeard, the guy from Fatbeard Comics has organized. I think he's organized it. Some giant uh, superhero karaoke thing at uh, is it one of the maximums? Danny Ballard. Yes, Danny Ballard is his real name. That's right. Yeah, um, I can't remember where it is, but uh, yeah, they're they're the guys that help organize the uh, yeah, walk, it's, it's, the it's, Walking Dead viewing. It's parties. a it's um it's a fundraiser for uh, the comic book charity for the kids. The um, oh, great, the same one that you, you, you put on my critical comic. care comic. That's the yes. one. Thank you. That's awesome. No, yeah. they do some good stuff, man. Simon Pegg is playing the devil in the movie The Gathering. This is how he describes the film. Magic The Gathering? Just The Gathering. Boo. On Halloween night, the devil brings together Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley, H.P. Lovecraft, Bram Stoker, and Edgar Allan Poe in purgatory to tell their best untold tales. The idea being that whoever has the best story of the night gets to leave purgatory forever. We've tried to put a spin on the essence of the stories they're most well-known for, so Stoker tells a vampire tale, but it's not about Dracula. H.P. Lovecraft's story is sort of a reanimator-esque set in Victorian era. We've approached it with the idea of what these writers would be like all these years since they've died. They've got a slightly modern sensibility as if they've kept up with the changing times while they've been in purgatory while still holding on to their personalities and nuances they would have had in the eras they lived in, so there's a whole lot of bickering and rivalry. Uh, Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator has been cast as Poe. David Naughton from American Werewolf in London is playing Lovecraft. And Doug Bradley from the Hellraiser series is playing Bram Stoker. Other cast members include Udo Kier, Clint Howard, Robert England, Lynn Shea, Ashley Lawrence, Gunnar Hansen, Bill Mosley, Debbie Rashon and William Sadler. And for non-horror fans, that's Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, Chop Top, and the Ice Cream Man and Grim Reaper. Shooting starts in 2015. I have such a horror boner right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was holding myself back from cutting off saying, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> uh, interesting, Jeffrey Combs has done at the conventions in the past this uh, Edgar Allan Poe like he gets in the full makeup and he does like readings and stuff and then steps out of like the readings and and is Ed Allan Poe as the actual you know, like historical that. person well, but uh, like a Mark yeah, Twain uh, night with Mark Twain kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly Victory. exactly does he go like Victory. ask me some Poe questions uh, how Poe is you <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Poe <laughs> My family's front and back door were on the same hinge. (laughs) I'm so Poe, I cannot even pay attention. 
Do you understand? I'm distracted already. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you also that my mother is ignorant? (laughs) (laughs) She is so ignorant, in fact. When someone informed her it was chilly outside, this ignorant bitch went and got a spoon. To eat, <laughs> to eat chili, you see. If I... W- As though there were chili outside. My mother is ignorant. <laughs> if I paid to see a one-man Edgar Allan Poe show, and, and this happens, I think I would stand up and slow clap. <laughs> the Poe... <laughs> Ed- Edgar Allan Poe's Dirty Dozen. Edgar Allan Poe's Dozens. Edgar Allan Poe Edgar Allan Poe signifying monkey. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't roll into the, my mother is so obese. Oh, well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Not only is she ignorant, she is a tubolard. She is so fat. While walking down the street, she fell and fractured her leg. A compound fracture exposing bone and gravy came pouring out. <laughs> That's how fat she is. <laughs> gravy, not blood, but gravy. When she sits around the house, <laughs> she literally sits around the house. My mother is so obese. <laughs> she leapt into the air and became stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one before. I've never known that one. That's a good one. That's a classic. She jumped up into the air and got stuck. That's how fat she is. She's that fat. And she's also Poe. It's my new favorite show. After a month of being attached to direct a live action adaption of Minecraft, Sean Levy has dropped out. According to, no Var- according to Variety, writers Kieran Mulrooney and Michelle Mulrooney have also left the project. Apparently, the creative team presented a new idea to the studio last month, but that idea didn't fit in with what the video game developers were looking for, so Levy and the studio thought it was best for them to part ways. In an interview with WSJ, Levy said, What happened simply is Warner's asked me to develop kind of how might this ever the story be for a movie. Because it's not a narrative game. We came up with an approach that felt good to us, and I discussed it with Mojang, the game makers who make Minecraft, and they were like, well, that doesn't sound like what we want if we're going to see a movie get made. We don't know what we want, but it doesn't feel right. And I said, okay, well, that's well, that feels like that's a movie I can envision. Livy did say that uh, it would have kind of a Goonies flair to it, and said, I thought it could have been a lot of fun and fulfilled a lot of qualities people love about the game. But, you know, that's not my game. They know what they're doing. That's not like they are. And truth is, there is a long history of trying to make great movies out of games, and they're really done well. So, I think Mojang is still figuring out what they want. We gave them a shot. wasn't a right fit. So these things happen. Oh, I don't have strong prospects. Never really did for the Minecraft movie. But... If you're throwing pitches of what stories can be told and like, well, it doesn't feel like Minecraft. I'm like, well, what story can be told with Minecraft that isn't your Nothing. own? Because that's all it is. Everybody's own individual story. Yeah. 
There is no narrative in Minecraft. By the way. Yeah. Now, when you said Minecraft like that, I was hearing it as a German. I'm Minecraft. So, Minecraft. I'm so poor. I went to McDonald's and was forced to put a milkshake on layaway. <laughs> I am so poor. Are you on script? Yes. <laughs> I am so poor that... My family ate cereal with forks to conserve milk consumption. <laughs> my mother, she was so po, my po mother. She was so po, her face is on the front of a food stamp. <laughs> Normally I'd complain more, but the whole fact that you're doing po and doing po jokes... <laughs> And reading them off of your phone brings a level of oddness to it that just pushes it over the... Uh... My mother is so po, when friends would visit and ask to use the facilities, she would inform them to just pick a corner. There was shit and piss in every corner of my home, for I was po. <laughs> for I was po. Britain's Channel 4. My mother is so poe. For Christmas, she got a box. She put two sticks on it, spun it around, and said, Here is your Xbox 360. <laughs> My mother is so poe. She would wave about a popsicle stick and claim it was air conditioning. <laughs> Britain's Channel 4 has <laughs> ordered a Andy. pilot that one got Andy <laughs> for a half hour science fiction comedy that follows 200 humans on a mission to find a new home after the destruction of Earth. The official synopsis for Space Ark says it's six months, one week, and four days since the Earth was destroyed by an asteroid. 200 humans survive on board a huge space ark. Their mission, to find a new planet where human race can be reestablished. The ship is populated by the finest minds the Earth had to offer, plus an inept crew, an android bear pilot, and a member of the public who won his place by lottery. In the public... In the pilot episode, the crew encounter a seemingly friendly alien race whose spacecraft has broken down. What could possibly go wrong? Again, this is Britain's Channel 4's Space Arc. So a lot of... Uh, of um, My mother was so po, she would hang her toilet paper out to dry. Yes, <laughs> you indeed. Right, you it know, takes a moment, but once the ramifications sink in, you are a horror. I, writer, I would sir. think that was funny had I not seen this this cheapskates show that somebody actually does that. Ew. What? Yes, uh, that's that's really horrifying. Yes, it is. It is really really horrifying. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF, will argue before the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office on Wednesday that it should invalidate key claims of patents used by personal audio to sue podcasters. You know, personal audio best for its fight with comedian Adam Carolla, who the company messed with and then quietly settled out of court. Personal audio claims it owns a patent that covers podcasting. But the EFFs asserts that many examples of what many consider podcasting existed before the patent was ever issued. On May 2013, EFF save, launched its Save Podcasting campaign in response to personal audio spate of legal threats and lawsuits. EFF filed a petition challenging five claims of a U.S. patent number 
uh, well, I'm going to give the patent number. In 2013, Personal Audio is a non-practicing entity, a company that doesn't do podcasting itself, but instead bases its business model on demanding license fees from podcasters. Oh, I hate patent trolls. Uh, at this hearing, EFF's pro bono console will argue before the panel of judges that personal audio did not invent anything new or non-obvious that should entitle personal audio to hold patents. So tomorrow's kind of a big deal for podcasters. Yes. Yeah. In general. If they lose, they get nailed to a tree. Uh, they, no, that's not that bad. Uh, it's too bad. Yeah, you, you, you got you to gotta say something against the, the temple for that one. Oh, okay. Didn't Congress like pass legislation last year that was supposed to limit patent trolls and like, I don't think they passed it I think they argued it I think they introduced a bill but I don't think it ever got through I don't through. think it got passed cuz I know I know God knows it wouldn't have been this year cuz nothing got done this year at all but uh I know that uh, yeah that were um in fact EFF was one of the proponents of that bill that would uh it would extremely limit companies that their that their whole financial model is buying up patents and then all they do with them is get royalties from other companies. Yeah, they don't do anything with them, and that's exactly what this uh, personal audio has been doing. Bah, bah on them. So uh, it looks like EFF has a case with showing stuff before yeah. audio made this right claim, but oh and. I just fear something goes wrong. Yeah, that'd be bad. And if so, so, I hope you enjoyed Geek Shock. And, yes, uh, it's been a fun ride. And Ice Cream yeah. Social. Right. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of years ago, um was at the Greek Festival, and one of Duncan's friends was with us, and he wanted to go see. He's, he's more he's religious. We aren't particularly religious. Okay. And he wanted to go in and see the, the inside of the Greek church. So we went in sure. with him. And Duncan looked up and you know saw the giant... Crucifix, you know the the thirty foot crucifix in the place, and he looked at it and looked at me. and Goes, oh, I get it. The guy that was nailed to the tree for saying we should be nice to everybody. His, his first <laughs> reference to Jesus in his head was Hitchhiker's Guide. Was Hitchhiker's, yeah. <laughs> That's you ra- raised a good boy. You raised a good man. Absolutely. <laughs> Microsoft announced that the NPD retail sales data shows that Xbox One outsold the PS4 in both the U.S. and the U.K. While no one's released any actual sales data, GeekWire and The Verge report sales of 1.2 million Xbox One systems for the month of November. I think this is just for the month of yeah, November. Yeah, just for the month okay. of November. Uh, another source shared a pie chart that suggested the PS4 sold roughly two-thirds as well as the one for this month, representing 800,000 units sold. Of course... None of these estimated numbers have been confirmed. If Microsoft's Xbox One did officially beat Sony PS4 in November, it's likely due to the company cutting price of the Xbox One console down. Uh, that is $50 cheaper than Sony's system. Yeah, a um, couple of the tech blogs I read had uh, equated it to the the price drop to match. Well, actually, it's $50 less than the PS4 right now. But they also have the, the bundles with uh, games and so forth that were apparently really driving some major sales, you know, sure. packaging it up with, uh, you know, special special versions of the console with, uh, you know, the games included. Uh, the Call of Duty one, I think, sold really well. Um, um, yeah, that certainly did. And I, I the sale goes on through, what, January? I believe so, yeah. So, so we'll probably yeah. see great numbers it's for supposed Xbox to, yeah. One December as well. And yeah, because they want to keep it through the holiday season and even after Christmas so people with Christmas money can go buy the, the Xbox One for... 
the $50 off. And I think this is great news because I believe that Sony, with that really strong start, started less resting on their laurels saying, okay, yeah. we've got this. And now they're starting to not fall behind, but they're losing ground. Yeah. So... Yeah, put up their they kick up their game. Let's see capitalism at work, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, I still like the PS4, but uh, a lot of fans are still, you know, giving them grief about it's like, where's our YouTube app? Mm-hmm. Like the PS3's had a YouTube app for years. Why do we still not have a YouTube app on our system? Sure. I mean, and that's just one of the examples of things that they're looking for. Is it's like, where's where's you know you know X Y and Z you know that that you promised us. A year ago, when you launched the console, here it is. A full year later, it's still not on here. Mm-hmm. And according to a report by ZDNet reporter Mary Jo Foley, Microsoft is secretly working on its own game streaming service, currently codenamed Arcadia, named after the United Earth Government colony of the same name in the Halo universe. Foley claims the Arcadia team within Microsoft's operating systems group is building a streaming app and the game service built on Microsoft's Azure Cloud. A Microsoft job post for a senior software engineer that mentions the Arcadia codename is also throwing a little fuel on this rumor. Foley speculates that Microsoft's Windows 10 reveal event on January 21st is where Arcadia might get a little more light shed upon it. So it's unknown if this is more of a thing like Sony's doing where you're playing games from their cloud system. Or if there is... (laughs) There's some phone stealing going on. It's confusing. (laughs) Yes. Or if it's uh, Microsoft trying to compete somebody? with Twitch. Nope. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of speculation because uh, you know one of the articles I read just this yet last night uh, said that it might not just be game streaming that they're looking at. There might be streaming other software, uh, like productive software. I mean, because you already have a lot of the Outlook stuff is now available online through web portal. You know, using using your browser, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. There's really not a lot of information about this yet. I cannot afford any <laughs> Microsoft products. Why, why is that, Edgar? For I am so poor. Often, I can be seen chasing a garbage truck, clutching a grocery list. <laughs> is it true that you're just a poor ba- po boy from a poor family? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine spent the evening at our house. And in the morning, he awoke, and he inquired to my mother, What, pray tell, is for breakfast? That last Paul break was brought to you by Paul's digestive system. Yes. (laughs) My mother placed her foot upon the table and proclaimed, Cornflakes are the order of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, you just got it, did you? Fact check. (laughs) Here you go. When one comes to my domicile and rings the doorbell... My mother loudly proclaims, ding! (laughs) That is how poor we are. We have not a working doorbell. We've only my mother dinging in the back. She can't afford the dong? Nope. (laughs) My mother is so poor, people rob her house for practice. It's true. My mother is so poor. Please she, tell me you're not on Jackie the Joke Man Martwing's page. She's learned a foreign language. <laughs> My mother, in fact, speaks Japanese. Oh, God. Well, That's a bad well, one. You're, you're, you're clearly not that poor because you got the R in on that. It's You were, you were no longer Poe. 
you were poor. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am poor. I'm poor. You, can, you apparently can afford that R now. My mother is you, so poor. You nouveau rich poor with your R's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have come into a little bit of money since the publishing of The Raven. Um, my mother is so poor, she uses candy wrappers as wallpaper. Can you believe it? You know, actually, <laughs> Poe was poor. That's like when he died, penniless and all. Yeah. The, one of the theories is that he was, uh, he was uh, being paid in booze to to stuff the ballot boxes. Oh, really? Yeah. That was his job at that point. Yeah. Was going around rigging elections. Yeah. He was going to going to going to vote, basically voting at every place he could vote. And nobody would give him any guff because it was at ground Poe. They didn't know who Greg Allan Poe was then. Oh. They didn't yeah, have tea. They didn't have cameras. All that cameras, but it wasn't widely. Authors are mysteries. Yes. I'll give you one more before I do the next one. Um, <laughs> my mother is so Poe. Ducks throw bread at her in an effort to feed her. The yeah. L Ray Network is Instead putting of, on you know, a you, massive. Usually, you throw breaded ducks. Get off Jackie Martling's page. Go to the Unknown Comics page. At least the jokes are funny there. Oh, this is getting. The oh no! Oh comic. no! This is a gross one. Oh, oh man! God. <laughs> My mother is so poor. The last time she smelled a hot meal was when a rich man farted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gross one, right? Yeah, yes. That's gross. pretty gross. That's gross. <laughs> it's, it's a hard life, Big Poe. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, indeed. My mother's so Poe. She fucked an ATM to try and get some money out of it. The L-Ray Network is putting on a massive Godzilla marathon. They call it Kaiju Christmas. The marathon will be a run a solid 48 hours of Godzilla films starting at 6 p.m. December 24th with the Gojira and ending with God- Godzilla versus Biolante? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm not Commander K. Why looking at me? <laughs> Biolante. On, on Saturday, December 27th at 3.45 a.m. So that's 48 straight hours of Godzilla movies. That's a lot of Godzilla. On the L-Ray Network. How much Godzuki is in there? <laughs> Just a little None. bit. Isn't there a little Godzuki and destroy all monsters? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. It's, yeah. You love Godzuki. You love Godzuki. Uh, yeah. No. I want the, the... Even as a kid, that cartoon, it's like, Godzuki's always getting him into trouble. He's always causing chaos. Just It's like, why do you kids hang out? Why do you continue to hang out with him? This is just pointless. It's like Speed Racer. Always check in your trunk for monkey and monkeys yeah. and children before you go on a race. You would think that would be right in the top of the checklist. You're, you're right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, he's, 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 I am so poe. I'm at so poe. At least I, you're picking the good ones. Now. I cannot afford to fly off the handle. I must go greyhound off the handle. Oh, man. That's how I got to Las Vegas was by a bus. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the club, impoverished Andy. <laughs> how poe are you? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My mother is so poe. She uses a hot dog for a dildo. That one was that's, not even remotely not, yeah. funny. Well, I didn't write it. <laughs> but you should be editing. <laughs> I'm trying. That was a quick one. That was just a quick grab. I saw the word dildo and I went for it. It didn't pan out. <laughs> You're allowed to read the whole thing before you said it to us. It's okay. 
My mother is so poor. Po- so po. Oh. How po is she? <laughs> She's so po. I saw her walking down the street with one shoe on. I inquired, Mother, did you lose a shoe? She said, oh, No, I found one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually better. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite. <laughs> And that's all the news. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. I am so poor. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Fact check Andy. I've I created went, a monster. I went to my mother's home. I was raped by a rat and robbed by a roach. My mother is so poor. Poor? My mother, my mother is so poor. I stepped on a lit cigarette and she exclaimed, who turned off the heat? We'll talk to you next week in Geek. (laughs) My mother is so poor. I went to her home for dinner. I inquired what was for dinner. She opened her legs and said fish sticks. Oh. Oh, Oh, end it there. End it there. All right. What's the difference between my mother and a large pizza? A large know. pizza can feed a family of four. That's correct. <laughs> My mother is too poor to do so. <laughs> is it, it, what, what is the instead of does it is that the drummer joke in there? Does it actually have because that's the way I've heard that is what's the difference between a drummer and a pizza? Oh, that I mean, it can, you can put in anything. Yeah, you know, you can say any any thing, but Poe. Well, if you put in Kardashian, it's not as funny. Yeah, I want to get is. your mama is so stupid. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Those are the better ones. Tune in next week. That's for next, week. <laughs> next week. My mother is so stupid. Shouldn't we be saving this bit for Mother's Day? <laughs> Very special Mother's Yikes. Day signifying monkey episode of <laughs> Dance, Monkey Dance. Oh, there we go. They're just a bunch. <laughs> oh, jeez. Tune are in really next weak. week to listen to Paul laugh at his phone. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every week, though? <laughs> Your mother is so stupid she took a spoon to the Super Bowl. Your mother is so stupid she studied for a drug test. Your mother is so stupid she attempted to drown a fish. Outrageous! <laughs>